Welcome to Season 4, Episode 18 of Four Seasons in a Funeral, the show where we go back and watch shows that had four good seasons and a Black Friday mob of a fifth season. Today we're talking about Season 4, Episode 18 of Fringe, The Consultant. My name is Charlie, and joining me today are David and Nick. Hello, I'm David. <laughs> and I'm Nick. Wow, what? Black What's Friday. That? What? What's that announcer voice, dude? What do you hey, mean? Just, just <laughs> this let is David the be voice David. We today. always use for this podcast. <laughs> Why not just let David be David today? He can he can do what he wants. He woke <laughs> up like an hour and a half ago. Let him <laughs> yeah. let him be him. That is correct. <laughs> exactly. This is his morning coffee. This podcast. This is how just like I it will should speak be yours. The rest of this podcast in, <laughs> in this voice with this intonation. <laughs> Well, I am looking forward to David not saying anything this episode. Charlie, you ready to carry a two-person podcast today? I look forward to making David talk this entire episode so he has to hear that stupid fucking voice while he edits. What could you possibly Mm. mean? Mm. Well, this should be fun. Charlie, what have you been up to? Um, Looking at houses, getting depressed at the price of houses, getting my hopes up about a house I really like, and then getting outbid because one in every four new homebuyers in Ontario are investors. And that's Uh, sustainable. Oh, that's fun. Truly, the Canadian real estate market is how you say fucked. Well, that's fun. I'm sorry for you. That just did, yeah. Yeah, but I took my dog to the park today and she ran around in the snow, so like that makes me happy. Oh my god, I was so fucking pissed when I woke up and saw the snow. (laughs) I thought you were going to be like, oh my god, I fucking hate your dog. I was like, but she loves you. I was so fucking pissed. I walked out. um, Right outside my room, there's like a sort of, what I can only describe as a bridge leading outside of my room. You guys have been to my house. You know what I'm talking about. I I do, and I really like that you're calling it a bridge because I would be confused as fuck as I was listening and someone said they had a bridge in their house. (laughs) So I'm very glad that you said it that way. The two times I've been to your place, that is a bridge. It is a suspended walkway above above the first floor. It's 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 accurate, but it's a really funny statement. It's like a bridge just because we have really high ceilings uh, right in our foyer. It's basically like two stories. It's just open, and there's a huge window right outside. So I walk out of my room, look to my left, and it's just snow. And I just like just said, oh, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I undid my blinds this morning and went, no. And then I thought about it for a little bit, and I went, I don't think there's a snow brush in the car. <laughs> <laughs> Nick, that's really worrying because you're driving me to a concert tomorrow. <laughs> I think I have to go trek out to go find a fucking snowbrush today. And I don't even think I get to take a car to get there. I mean, the grocery store down the street should have some. Yeah. I I think I'm just going to go buy a shitty... I I think I'm just going to go buy a shitty one, and then I'm going to drop by my parents tomorrow, David, um, Mm -hmm. while while we're there, and I'm going to go pick up a a real snowbrush. But will they have one? Just because, like, or will they be sold out? I'm just I'm just gonna go to the Canadian Tire. Like, I, it's a little bit further away, but it's fine. And if they don't have one, I'll be insanely shocked. <laughs> oh, the Canadian Tire is not even far from you. Exactly. It's a bit of a walk, but it's doable. It's definitely like not it's, like a trek or anything. That, oh, it's not that. No, much it's of a not walk. like it's a fucking fifty-minute walk. Like he was gonna do from my place to the Go Train station when he stayed over that one night. Yeah, I didn't want to interrupt your guys' morning. Listen, I had to I, force my, him my... to get into the car so I could drive him the five minutes to get there. 
Listen, I got kicked out of my own house by my roommate so that he could bang someone, and then I <laughs> did didn't want to be... bang someone? Uh, I believe he did. Okay. Uh, Good. I was gonna... I would be furious on your behalf if he didn't. <laughs> I'd be furious on your behalf. You guys had to, like, tolerate me for an evening just randomly, like, a day before when I was like, hey, <laughs> Oh, help. oh, no. We had to go out to dinner with a friend and then watch adult Gravity Falls about conspiracy theories. Oh, oh, no. Have you guys watched any more of that show? Yeah, we finished it. What, it's which it's all right, isn't it? Which which one is that? The Netflix show? Yeah. The, um, uh, deep, oh, deep something? Deep uh, State inside Job. Yeah, inside job. job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I watched yeah. the first couple episodes of it. It's okay. It kind of it... had the same like four jokes that just repeated over and over again. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. So. I didn't mind it. Did you see um, Blown Away had a Christmas special season? What? It did? They have a Christmas special. They bring back people from the previous two seasons, and they do like a four or five episode miniseries competition. Oh, my God. I know what Charlie (laughs) and his girlfriend are going to be watching tonight. Oh, hey, that Metalworks show was so fucking trash. I loved it. Oh my god, yeah, no, it's so good. It's the ex- it's basically the exact same format as the glass-blowing show. Did we I think, rant about this yet? I think we talked about it, yeah. With, stupid we definitely fucking talked fish about barbecue thing? Uh, yes, yes, okay. the fish I, barbecue. I think I've determined that, like, I, 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 I'm really not a fan of trash reality TV. It's not, okay, so it's, it's not no. trash reality, because trash reality TV to me is, like, following terrible people being terrible. <laughs> Any no, of, like, David, the there, 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 are, there is, okay, so yeah. you're right, that is a version of trash reality TV, but there is also trash reality competition TV. Yes. And which I is will, I'm not a fan of that which one is, Which is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> that, there's it, like the makeup one, which is great, RuPaul's Drag Race, which is fantastic. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just not a fan of them. It's just not my, it, it's not my formula. The barbecue uh, one on Netflix as well is so good. <laughs> barbecue one just made me hungry. Oh man. I think the I think the thing that attracts David and I to those shows is uh if the if the contestants are good, you get to see artisans doing something they're really skilled at and you go, mm-hmm. that's really cool. I can't believe you made ribs that look like that. If they're really bad, we will spend the 20 minutes shit talking them entirely. Yes. Correct. See, it's, I, I, I like to en- see very competent people and then incompetent people. Preferably just, at the same I just time. Enjoyed, I just enjoyed like hanging out on a Discord call and just shitting on Shang-Chi with David for two hours. That was good. <laughs> Man, that was, that, that was, was excellent. That was such a weird thing where it was just like, all right, we're going to do a movie night. Who wants to get down? Who wants to watch? Oh, okay. It's just Nick, his girlfriend, and I. That's fine. Like That'll be chill. I'm cool with that. Oh, wait. His girlfriend isn't even joining voice chat, so it's just <laughs> Nick and I. And, and both David and I were playing Storybook Brawl while watching a movie, sort of, and just sort of going, like, we'd l- I'd, like, look over at the screen and I'd, like, have the audio playing and just be like, what the fuck is going on? And, and like, be occasionally getting updates from Nick about his girlfriend's thoughts on the movie. It's just like, this is, this is weird. I mean, it's a good time. It's just, when it, we do, it was like, a very online... fun time, but it was not what I was expecting that to be. Yeah, exactly. Like... And man, Shang-Chi was not a good movie. <laughs> I, I'm i very happy with the assessment that I gave of it was a fun movie, but certainly not a good movie. <laughs> and I don't know if it would have been a fun movie if I had had to focus on it the entire time. Um, 
but it was it, certainly a fun movie to have on in the background. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Which is a real shame. <laughs> yes, you're completely right about that. It is certainly a real shame. Anyways, um, did we do everyone's updates already? What have I been up to? Oh, I'm on vacation now for the following week. What's great? Yay! Um, David's coming to a concert with me. It's gonna be yeah, great. Yeah, we're gonna see. And, a we, and we're going to Monday. dinner beforehand. That got confirmed. Yes, um, it's a pizza place, I believe. Yes, um, but it should should be tasty. It looked the pictures looked really good, so I'm I'm, I'm excited, and I'm also excited for the concert because uh, the. The the guy that we're gonna go see is awesome. He's just a super like super fun time from the two times I've seen him previously. Um, so also I like his new album. I I think it's been a good album. Uh, um, other than that, I I've been playing Storybook Brawl. I got I I, I got good at Storybook Brawl. Um, that's that's what I've been doing and like Nick, Master's stuff, obviously. Nick told me he's gonna he's thinking about starting to stream his Storybook Brawl yeah. plays. I, well, I saw someone point. ask a question if he should apply to be a content creator for Storybook Brawl. I did. And I, <laughs> I did, in fact, go and apply anyways, just because, Don't... hey, if I can get some cool, like, content creator codes, that's probably a, like, much higher incentive to start Don't streaming. Don't you need to start the content creation first before you well, apply? No, they, they, that's they, why the I dev, asked. The dev, the dev told him. Because uh, also, that's shout why out to I the Storybook the Brawl. Um, <laughs> discord because they're super active there the dev was like do it anyways if you even have the thought of becoming a content creator oh where's this link um where's where you apply <laughs> go just join the discord david you'll go find it there it's in the but, announcements tab oh i started uh, a, a nuzlocke in pokemon shield Ooh, oh, nice oh you're fun. not on to uh brilliant diamond and shining pearl i am going to be avoiding those ones i will only ah. be picking those up if they're on sale Fair. Yeah, there's there's or too used. much stuff that like they're bad remasters remakes. They do uh, some weird decisions. I would classify these as remakes rather yeah, than remakes. So in later generations, they turned it so that you can use TMs infinitely, which was a great quality of life, and I love it. Um, and then for the remakes, they went well. No, in this gen, they were single use, so we go back to that. Also, you have permanent XP share for the entire party. Which is something Wait, that's what? only yeah 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 you, oh. it always on XP share for the whole party, uh, which is something that wasn't introduced to later generations. So there's inconsistencies there. Um, a streamer I watch already found a couple movement bugs. People have reported clipping through trees because apparently the devs didn't account that you can move diagonally with the new movement system. So you can skip an entire ice sliding puzzle by clipping into the side of some structures. It's fun. Oh, beautiful. Well, you can also soft lock um, in that dungeon as well, or in that temp uh, temple as yeah. well, because of the diagonal movement. If you end up clipping through one of the snowballs at the wrong time, you can get stuck. Yep, and it has auto saves, so you could potentially be completely stuck there. Oh, yep, dude. Yep, yep. I have, have you guys? Have you guys um, seen um, a YouTuber who did um, trying to get themselves into like weird soft lock positions uh, in like the old Pokemon games? No. Um, oh, it's it's really great. I'd very much uh, suggest it. Um, I think it's P. Casper. Um, right. Very fun. Very fun sort of series that they did. And like someone who doesn't like do the whole Pokemon thing was really interesting in terms of just like puzzling out like, all right, let's try and make this as hard as possible. And then let's see what we can do. And like one of them, it was like, yeah, it'll take about 100 years, but you can get out of this. Uh, you can get out of this one, <laughs> but it'll take around 100 years. 
yeah uh, those those old pokemon games because they're held together with like duct tape and prayers uh there's a lot of fun like the entire missing no glitch is ridiculously complex in how someone figured it out where you get the game into an inconsistent state by triggering a trainer battle at the same time you open up the menu and then you teleport away so the game's like i'm in a fight except i'm not and then you start dropping items to affect in-memory bits that get loaded to a different sequence. It's that in the Super Mario World any percent speed run. You should watch those and then try to understand what's happening. Did oh, you? Yeah, it's very, very have you guys seen the? Um, I watched a really interesting YouTube video about uh, the Orcarina of Time Smash Brawl demo. Oh yeah, yeah. Where that that's you that wild. It gives you five minutes to play the game, it, and they figured out how to get a credits warp in there. <laughs> but it's but it's the entire game in there, so you can play yeah. like oh, that's really cool. <laughs> it's super interesting how these games can be broken um, and just manipulated, even yep. with just like some rudimentary programming knowledge as well, as so you can understand why and how it's like oh yeah, this is like I feel like this is not the devs' fault. Like this is just how they had this, to make it. Like but, yeah, this, yeah, this is just how it went back in the day. But the yeah, only yeah. way that these uh, half these glitches are discovered is if someone does something deliberately trying to break the game, or has an emulator that shows memory stack dumps. Yes, and going hey, if I jump on this turtle shell, I can affect ROM, and I can I can do a credit warp in Super Mario Bros. in like the third <laughs> level by doing some weird memory shit. It's very cool. Very, very cool. Um, it really is. You know what else anyway. is cool? Frange. F- what? Not, not, Frange. Not, that, not that trash TV show. Frange. <laughs> What's our TV guide, Charlie? Walter goes to the alternate universe to help with the probe of a fringe event that affects both worlds. Meanwhile, David Robert Jones makes his next target known. Bah. All right, no more. We're gonna get DMCA'd. <laughs> nah, if we just continue to get worse in how it sounds, <laughs> it's it's parody at that point. It's fair use. Uh, all right, so we... we start this episode on a happy note. Lincoln watching his own funeral. <laughs> Is that the opening scene? I thought we got a yes. little bit before. Nope. You you nope. you're talking about the previously on David. Um, <laughs> So this is what we opened on. Sometimes when I watch the episodes, there is no previously on, and sometimes I watch it and they are on whatever site David, I'm using. So, like, I think my brain gets confused. David, there's that it literally says previously on Fringe, but like you, in Nick, I woke up an hour and a half ago. Did you watch the episode an hour and a half ago? I watched it thirty an hour ago. Yes. <laughs> I woke up and then watched the episode. What do you mean? <laughs> but yeah, anyways, um, we're at Agent Lee's funeral because he's dead and is now replaced Ray. by Lincoln, who has to uncomfortably sit with Agent Farnsworth in an SUV away watching his own funeral. And watching his doppelganger's parents cry and have to be comforted. Um and you're like, oh, that's yeah. Nice. This probably His isn't parents the right loved him. time. <laughs> Wonder what that feels like. Uh, I'm uh, glad. Question. I'm really glad Lincoln wasn't like walking around, <laughs> like <laughs> just saying just hello have... to the mourners. <laughs> just walks by in the background, and his parents are like, "Wait, what the fuck?" 
Why why is he there? Oh no, that's that's not your son. That's that's the son from the other side. Why isn't he home with his parents right now? Because he doesn't like his parents. No. Why does he have glasses? Why is he a nerd? <laughs> I don't even want to get him out of here. This is making me more upset. We had the cool son and he's dead. The wrong Lincoln died. <laughs> um, unfortunately, and then Walter think... comes in and goes, Hey, that's my line. <laughs> I I think unfortunately from uh everything that we've from everything that you guys have said previously, no, the right Lincoln died. Uh <laughs> Yeah, that's fair. Pretty sure you guys hated that Lincoln more. You just started calling him the cool Lincoln last episode, but like you and I both know that's a lie. You Listen, you guys hated him more. Again, I, again I hate he both was Lincolns. the cooler simp. I hate both Lincolns equally. If either died, I would say the wrong one died. Because both of them need to die. It was my greatest hope that what happened in this episode would have happened to them. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh. Oh, but yeah, we have Lincoln Funeral. Um, followed by um, Folivia being on a warpath. Uh, figure out who killed or who was behind um, tipping off um nina's nina and david robert jones uh about the capture <laughs> yeah of that, uh, yeah and for olivia's like i'm gonna fucking brutally murder whoever did this i'm gonna bring them to justice and bros is like mm-hmm yeah mm-hmm yep cool this is this, this is fine, fine. <laughs> i'm gonna take a long vacation yep um nina nina is absolutely no help um because uh she still believes that she's gonna get out of here and it's gonna be completely fine um definitely not confirming that there's a mole in here who's trying to help her uh but totally not totally not just her awkwardly going i'm gonna be fine don't worry about it also man i gotta say it it trips me up every time when they're in manhattan and the other side's manhattan only has one t <laughs> it it fucks me up so badly. I look it's... and I'm like, that's a that's a spelling error, and it's like, nope, that's just that's just a decision that they made. I really <laughs> I really want to believe in like a first draft of a script. They someone did misspell Manhattan in the Red Universe, <laughs> and they went, oh, that's genius. They must spell it different. And whoever typed it up was like, yeah, I yep. thought we could do stuff like that. Yeah. that what if they had cool? dogs? <laughs> Oh, I like the idea of that him quickly shuffling aside, like his he was the new intern or something, and him <laughs> shuffling aside his papers where he spelled Manhattan wrong every time. <laughs> like, adding adding an extra T in whenever they're talking about the blue universe. <laughs> Did you get confused? We're in we're in the blue universe now. This should be two T Manhattan. He was like, Oh yeah, silly me. <laughs> Please don't fire uh, me, Mr. Abrams. <laughs> I I don't know. It just fucks me up every single time. Like I like <laughs> Um, but, uh, we, we then do swap over to Blue Universe Manhattan, which does have two T's, and was what once again confirmed to me that, no, I'm not just being fucked with. Uh, <laughs> well, you kind of are just being fucked with. Hey, but not I... as much as this guy, who's, oh. like, in some oh senior executive, they're in a board meeting, he's furious because someone has lost a client to one of their competitors, and it's like, oh, well, not I even that. to not cancel even that. a flight because you fucked up. Well, it's not even that specifically. It's that the fucking dude didn't finish the presentation. So he couldn't go and present to the customer. So they're defaulting on the client. Which is, yeah, no, that's fair to be angry about. It's not even like 
he gave a bad presentation or yeah. just, he just didn't finish his work on time. Yeah. Yeah, this is this 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 feels like a lot of like people's just nightmares. Just yep, imagine being in a boardroom getting fucking like reamed on by your uh by your boss. <laughs> and then, by your boss. How and you... it's completely and it's completely fair. Like you 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 didn't do the work. Like <laughs> yeah. you didn't do the work. They're going to default on their biggest client because of it. What the fuck, man? <laughs> But hey, it's okay, because his boss then gets thrown up into the ceiling, and then hovers there, and is kind of like, what the fuck, starts flickering like he's jumping between universes. And then, uh, you know, when he lands, uh, not all of him is there, his legs appear to be gone? They're not gone, they're just brutally crushed. He fell from a much higher height than the the table suggests. Yeah. Um, And, um... We we briefly show. Oh no! It's just the the flickering looks like the rifts on Liberty Island. Whenever, um, yeah, I think when Peter flickered out of existence, they, that's how he disappeared. Same effect there. But yeah, no dude appears to have dropped like four hundred feet, but onto a coffee table from three feet up. Yep. Cool, cool, um, open though. And- it is. Hey, we're back to some like cool body horror. It's, uh... <laughs> I missed the body horror <laughs> over over whatever the fuck the Lincoln was. <laughs> I'd say Lincoln this is isn't body even horror. this isn't even really body horror for fringe standards. Like he's still a normal human being. He doesn't have extra limbs. He's not missing any limbs. Like they're His just brutalized. Off. Yeah, yeah. Uh... he's not a puddle on the ground that's screaming and still alive somehow. Like he it is, could be much he is worse. Dead, and his body is easily identifiable. He has won the lottery. He has literally died from an airplane crash. <laughs> that is all that has happened to this man. <laughs> could be far yes, worse. He won. He won the lottery. He died from an airplane crash while in a while in his place of work. You know, <laughs> an office building. <laughs> no. <laughs> Uh, Listen, he could be a fucking monster right now. He could be a <laughs> tentacle monster. He could have been know, eaten David. by a there's, tentacle there's monster. Some, there's some parallels that you're making here. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Um, yeah, man horribly dies. Uh, I think that's just the cold open, right? Yeah. We uh, got but apparently let's, it's, let's cut. apparently it's not the most horrific thing to happen to someone this episode because Walter is just outraged that Astrid has driven so fast in his car. Fast being the speed limit. <laughs> yeah, don't you know the classic saying, um, ten over is the real or ten under is the real speed limit? <laughs> and then Walter's like, Don't you know that ninety percent of car accidents happen from driving to or from work? And Astrid's like, Yeah, because that's ninety percent of driving. What do you mean? <laughs> You it's, think it's don't classic, come at me like, with your statistics? <laughs> it's the classic, like, yeah, I think it's like eighty or like more percent of like car accidents happen to people within like ten, like a ten kilometer radius of their home, and it's like, yeah, because that's where they're driving. <laughs> you know, Shocker. like almost a hundred percent of shark attacks happen in the water. <laughs> wow, I don't like that. Almost. <laughs> What, Listen, what's Charlie, that, there's like, always not... going to be one. There's there is always, always going to be, be one. <laughs> what's that? Just a shark being transported by plane falls and kills someone? No, Charlie. Just just think about, like, the, the Bond supervillain thing. Like, that didn't, like, you know, maybe, maybe the shark jumps out of the water. Or maybe the Bond villain's like, yeah, no, I'm just going to hold this motherfucking shark and it's going to eat your leg right now. Oh, um, my God. <laughs> 
That's that's quite rough. That's horrific. Yeah. All I'm gonna say is you got to be impressed with the guy that's holding the shark down for that. Um... <laughs> there is a form of torture where you put some rats in a bucket and you hold it against someone's like stomach, and then you put fire close to the uh, bottom of the bucket, and so the rats I see, panic. And try I see to you've seen you. Fast and the Furious. <laughs> oh no, I got that from like a Chinese drama. <laughs> oh, that's also a scene uh, in like the first Fast and Furious movie. Oh. Fun, <laughs> but yeah, no, that's that's terrifying. Um, Anyways, let's let's go to something way less terrifying: simulated bodies on a on a boardroom table. Yay! Uh, <laughs> and fringe team investigating and figuring it out, and being very confused about all the lacerations just on the torso of not the one victim. There was a second person in this office who also died. Uh, yeah. Well, wasn't it three? Oh, okay, yeah, they learn about the pilot. Only two people on. in an office okay. right now. They don't know yep. about the pilot yet. Well, yes, but uh, it's interesting because it's both people who were supposed to be on the airplane, right? Because it's, yes. it's the executive, and then he mentions Hamilton or something, had to cancel their flight. Yeah. All right, um, there we go. That's that's our mandatory <laughs> reference. <laughs> and we're done, and we're moving on. <laughs> Excellent. I'm, I'm proud of us. We, we did it. Uh, uh, but yeah, we get more of uh, some backstory here uh, about um, sort of who these people were and uh, figuring out as well. Um, yeah, no, they've got some strange markings on them. Um, this Looks is, like seat you know, belts. yeah, seatbelts. Like, what's what's going on here? What what could it be? Uh, Bros is like, oh. it's obvious they died in a plane crash, but from the other universe. Spoopy. Um, and at this point, do we get um, the... Yeah, well, no, we have Walter basically giving um, the idea of, like, I think I know what this might be. Um, I think this is other universe bullshit as they look into a <laughs> blank TV and see the reflections. Yeah, and it's and... like, really, Walter? Ow. Really? It's season four, episode 18. Of course it's other universe bullshit. What do you mean? But yeah, Dude, the... I, I... I'm fucking so pleased that we get, like, a cross-universe episode where they're investigating on both sides. Like, we're gonna get into that, but god, like, why couldn't there have been more of these? (laughs) Yeah. It it seems like a kind of an... I think it's just the filming is tougher because you have Uh, characters being played by the same actors. But yeah, because Walters is like, oh... Oh no, Bros gets a call and is like, oh, we have a third victim, he's a pilot, and Walters like, crash in a parallel universe, whoa! Gas! Oh my god! Well, don't they also like find like lacerations on the dude and like this doesn't make sense? Why does he have lacerations? And Peter's like, maybe it looks, maybe it's a seatbelt. This looks like a seatbelt laceration. Yeah, they're like everything. All their injuries are 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 consistent with a high speed crash. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And hey, uh, let's cut over to the other universe and figure out what's going on on that side because for uh, fortunately mole. they're actually willing to communicate and like discuss what's going on now between the two universes um thank fuck for that <laughs> um and agent uh agent farnsworth is able to confirm that there was a plane crash involving the three people that also died on their universe and that there were i'm assuming no survivors uh seemed like it was a small plane yeah uh, we are brought, um, we're sort of have that little, uh, tidbit of information thrown at us, uh, before, uh, Folivia comes in, uh, once again on a warpath to determine who the mole is, um, at the DOD, uh, with a list of 108 names? 103 or 108 names. Eight. Um, 
108, yeah. Who, 108. Um, Makes sense. That's the that's a uh, special number. I think it's the number of... Uh, bu- it's related to Buddhism. It's the number of different evils, 108 evils. Huh. I don't know if you're fucking with me, David. No. It's the... Okay, okay. It's a, 108 <laughs> is an actual like number because of it's related to Buddhism. Interesting. I, I was just expecting you to just be fucking with me there. Um, no. This... <laughs> Um, but yeah, there's, um, unfortunately, Broyles is very against this, who knows why, um, uh, and plays it off as, there's a lot of high-level people here, um, doing this sort of surveillance is gonna be real bad. Uh, fortunately, Folivia is able to convince with basically, like, come on, he was one of us, don't you feel guilty? Come on. Because <laughs> that's how it works at, uh, <laughs> in government, right? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, at which point we finally have our fringe uh, collaboration for the sode as Walter goes to the other side for the first time. Look how far he's come. He wouldn't leave his lab at the start of the season, and now traveling to other universities. He's the consultant. Oh. Ooh. Wow. Who could have <laughs> seen this coming? He gets questioned by an MP who's like, Oh, do you have a pacemaker? No. Smallpox? No. Any medications? And Walter's like, mostly recreational. And then the MP kind of just looks at Olivia and she's like, he's fine. He's fine. He's cleared. Uh, don't, don't listen to anything he says. He's, he's high, but not actually high because that'd be illegal. Uh... <laughs> he's at a emotional and mental baseline for him. <laughs> uh... <laughs> That that sounds like someone who doesn't want to take a drug test right there. Uh, <laughs> he'll take one. He just knows he's going to fail it. <laughs> or pass or, it, depending on or, your classification. Or wants to fail it so he knows what he's on at that moment, because he may have forgotten. <laughs> uh, yeah, so they, uh, he goes through, and uh, on the way through, he meets up with um, Folivia and Arlington. Ah! And then Lincoln and Olivia proceed to have a very awkward conversation and interaction. Ah, <laughs> uh, it's not awkward at all. This is completely fine. Definitely not some post-breakup like awkwardness that we'll say we're getting right here. Just incredibly awkward energy. <laughs> oh, dude. It's, uh, it's no good. Uh, but hey, let's um go... <laughs> Let's let's get right past that. Let's just get right into uh, them being uh, in the other side, and Walter's sort of getting a little bit of a better idea about what actually goes on over there. Is, um, they are making their way over to uh, the DoD at this point, or no, just over to um, Liberty Island uh, to start to do some science and uh, get a little bit more like of a lore dump, we'll say, um, showing, you know, look, the other world is still healing. We can see that all these regions that used to be just horribly fucked are maybe going to be better, um, as long as things stay how they currently are. Mm-hmm. And once again, I get just absolutely dicked on by Manhattan being there with one T, but hey, it's <laughs> fine. Uh, <laughs> Why does this bother you so much? It fucks me up so much for some reason. Like, uh, <laughs> of all of the things, I don't understand. <laughs> I, I don't know. It's like, it, I think it's because it's a spelling mistake that I might make. So when I see it, I'm like, that's wrong. Or am I wrong? <laughs> and I think that just happens to me every single time. It's I mean, just... in this case, it's both. <laughs> and that's it, the worst part. It is a misspelling, but it's a l- deliberate misspelling, so you're wrong to think it's a misspelling. 
<laughs> and I hate it. Like it's it, and that's it was, I, yeah, that's that's why it fucks me up so much. It's also like a hundred percent something someone would do to gaslight. Like just remove a letter that is unneeded from its word and just like, what are you talking about? That's how it's always spelled. That's how America reinvented English. I'm actually, pretty sure. Actually, I believe they added the use in afterwards. Did they really? I think, honestly, yeah, because it was a part of the British trying to separate in- their English from America's English. So it was actually a conceited effort to well, add in fair. the use and add in a bunch of those different pronunciations. Hmm. You learn something new every day. I guess then, like, the UK or Europe being like, oh, well, you can't call it soccer, it's football, even though soccer is comes from association football mm-hmm. and was a term in Europe before it came over to North America. Yeah, it's like, it's a bunch of that. It's, it's, it's really interesting to look into the history of that, especially because, like, spelling as we know it itself is... Is wasn't relatively as... recent. Yeah, it wasn't as firm as it used to be. Like, spelling was a lot more fluid back when people were less literate. So, um, yeah, it's interesting. I like that kind of history. Yeah. But that's completely besides the point. Let's, let's get to our dismembered hand. Uh, yeah. Walter gets um, brought to a lab with Lincoln and Folivia. And then he talks about, man, I'm really sorry. I wanted to bring you a casserole because casseroles are what you do when people are grieving. Um, unfortunately, <laughs> they didn't let me bring one over. Anyways, here's a severed hand I brought over. <laughs> I was able to get this one through. Don't don't ask any questions. Um, it's fine because I didn't report it as food, even though I will be eating it later. I mean, what? <laughs> I do Listen, like how Walter just hungry for hands. Walter also dressed up for this travel. Like, he's wearing kind of like a suit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we, we get our string theory, I guess. We, we get our fringe string theory here of um, each of the universes um, vibrates at a certain uh, frequency, um, which is somehow they can change to be audible. Um, and their universe is um, a G, is what it is. And ours is a C, like blue universe is a C. Yeah, so basically Walter's yeah. doing a vibe check on the universe. Basically. And yeah, this hand is giving off some bad vibes. It's from the wrong universe. Ooh. Um, uh, that's a callback. <laughs> I didn't want to address, I didn't want to address it. Uh, so, <laughs> anyways. I, I, I remember, I'm, I'm always reminded of a song with that. It's great. <laughs> So yeah, they come to the conclusion that whatever's happened has somehow managed to make uh, the blue universe vibrate at the same frequency as the red universe, and that has somehow linked the people together as well. Which is, I feel like, a concept they've brought up a few times in Fringe in different ways of like, uh, like linking between universes. Like we had that with the couple living in the same um, house before. Oh yes. With the, uh, like, their grief was so strong, it linked them to their closest or whatever, like, weird nonsense they explained for that. Um, We've had it as well uh, when the universes were first starting to merge as well with them landing on top of each other. That was a body horror episode. Mm -hmm. Ah, that was, yep. (laughs) So, um, this 
I kind of like this explanation the most, where they've done something using science to link them, opposed to just, like, emotion. <laughs> yep, they, now they got science for it, too. All it took was two more seasons. Uh, uh. But, yeah, no, it's, a, it's an interesting concept, especially with, like, the one thing happening to the other person. It's just, I don't know, because it's... Does that mean, like, if one of them stubs their toe, the other person's toe gets stubbed as well? <laughs> or is it only major things? Uh, well, this is, like, because they're vibrating at different, if you, like, try and bring them over, if you bring all of their molecules to vibrate at the other universe, then, yep, they're the same. Um, so we don't have to worry about it, because naturally we don't vibrate at the same as, you know, our the alternate universe selves. Mm-hmm. Um, just don't, just don't have it happen to you. Don't, okay, don't so vibrate at the same. Is what's causing the like them to fly up and like to die the fact that they're getting their molecules synced up in frequency? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Because then what I thought was happening, string theory bullshit oh, is happening. Okay. Okay. What um, I thought was happening was they were synced up, and then like one person got into a plane crash and that killed both of them. But no, it's like opposite. Thing. It, them getting synced yeah. up is what's killing them. Okay, 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 okay. Yes. Um, that yeah, makes a lot more sense. They're getting, they're, they're getting synced up, and then as soon as they sync up, um, whatever happens, whatever horrible thing happens to one will also happen to the other, because their molecules are doing the same thing. They've, they've lost their, like, individuality, question mark? I don't know. Once again, string theory bullshit where Fringe has taken something that is, has got a little bit of science, and they've taken it very far. <laughs> I love how describing string theory is having a little bit of science in it. You know, you know, uh, string theory. Everyone knows string theory, right? Which, which isn't sense. incorrect. <laughs> uh, string theory is absolute nonsense, and one of the strong reasons, like that, the simulation theory of the world is has some credence to my to me, because <laughs> it's very much if you look too close at something, it stops making sense. Which is how a simulation would do it. Uh. Also, speed limits in in space. Yeah, that's that's like, always something where I'm like, hmm, someone can't render that fast. Someone's processor isn't strong <laughs> enough. <laughs> they had to put a hard oh. limit. That's like putting a frame limit on. Man, it's fucking... So my favorite completely doesn't work, but I just love the whole idea of it thing of determining whether we're in a simulation or not, which is just launch every single like nuke that the earth has at a single point in space and see if we lag Um. (laughs) (laughs) well there's that idea like can we just get every single person to focus on like enough points in space to see if space lags like if it can't render everything at the same time like I, mean, I fucking like i understand that that like is not how it would work but fuck just it's so funny to think are, of like yeah let's you, just let's just hey, make the biggest explosion we can and see if the game lags hey are uh, you sure that's not how it would work that's how it works in Minecraft. Um, the, the argument the argument backwards is um ocean is way more complex than that um like simulation of currents and things like that is That's way more true. complex than that. Simulation um, of the currents, which also is simulation lame. of all of the uh, stars moving around and such. All everything yeah. in space moving. Well, it's way bigger than just an explosion. But God, wouldn't it be so funny? Yes, yeah, if... no. That's that's my point. That's only because we observe it. So if we all try to observe everything at once, <laughs> David, the stars moving isn't complex. That's a skybox. <laughs> It's only when we oh, look God. at it with a telescope that it renders deeper. 
Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> Listen, these are all things that we cannot disprove, which is why religion starts. <laughs> uh, yep. Yep. It's great. Anyways. I would worship. Fringe. I would be part of a religion that worships the simulation gods. <laughs> Listen, David, if, if you can convince them that for some reason launching of all the nukes at a single point in space to, to check if things lags as a part of this religion, I'm I'm way closer to being on board than otherwise. I would want to like, launch nukes at all different different points of space and try to observe them all at the same time. I, nah, I want the, the biggest explosion path like possible. <laughs> Whoa, wait, what, Charlie? Huh? What? You just want to blow up the moon? Yeah. I think it'd be that fun. one. That would be, I, that'd be I an know interesting it would particle effect to try and... It would, it would devastate life on Earth. It would really fuck with the water sim. <laughs> <laughs> or, or it would make it simpler. <laughs> what do you mean? No more no, tidal I... forces. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Uh-oh. All right. I don't know. I really like the idea that there this is just a simulation and that there are some sort of beings just watching it. And then if we suddenly did something to completely ramp up processing power, they're just freaking out having to go buy more RAM. <laughs> or they shut us down and or, start again. <laughs> nah, I'm pretty I'm pretty sure nah, if if we're going if we're going in that sort of route, David, I'm pretty sure that they're like cheering us on for that so that they can go buy the newest GPU um and get it installed. I mean, like, P- go, hey, go, go. People will get real <laughs> obsessed with world sims in our universe. There's absolutely nothing to say that the people simulating this universe aren't just as obsessed. This I is reached all up and spoke game. to God, and God said back to me, God damn, this new nuke meta really fucking sucks. <laughs> this is all just Civ, like, 37. <laughs> Sid Myers is really just an extra dimensional being. Guys, let's be let's be honest. This is Civ 37, but they're playing somewhere else in the universe and we're just procedurally generated content. <laughs> <laughs> they conquered this section of space years ago and just went, it's giving me resources. Not even that. Is we're it... un- we're unexplored. <laughs> like we're not even interacted with. Fog of war is still on. <laughs> yeah, like a hundred percent. Currently being controlled by a CPU. Uh. <laughs> Speaking uh. of controls of a CPU, this episode of Fringe that's currently playing on my computer, so that metaphor makes sense. Uh, okay. <laughs> segue makes sense. Anyways, um, Fringe. Fringe. Yeah, string theory. String theory bullshit. Let's um, now that we've sort of got a bit of an idea about why this might be happening, uh, let's um, get our reveal of David Robert Jones being behind this entire thing. Who could have seen this coming? Um, and we some could, other because of the TV guide. Shocking. <laughs> um, and yep, some other guys also there. Uh, yep, cool. Um, David Robert Jones had to go get a, a new a new boo because Nina's behind bars. Um, I mean, that's his this, wife. And it's this guy. This is wife who he never left, right? Yes. Remember, no. Uh, Red Universe uh, Broyles never got together with Nina, which is why she's evil. <laughs> oh, right, <laughs> right. <laughs> Broyles' dick wasn't there to steer onto the path of light. Oh, God. I don't like that. I don't like what you just said there. I'm not a fan of that. Anyways, um, we we learn that this is, you know, David Robert Jones just fucking with things. And he's like, all right, you know, 
do do the second one guys like any anywhere anywhere in particular yeah surprise me um so you know this is this is mainly just a, a whimsy thing right that's what's happening here just whimsical ah let's see what i can fuck around with in the universe i um, wish i had that ability to be that whimsical <laughs> What are you going to do today? I don't know. Maybe fuck with the natural order of things. We'll see where the day takes me. Yeah, but uh, let's let's cut away to uh, Glen Cove, um, where... Yeah. Broyles asks how his son is doing, and his wife basically responds, horny and not doing well in school. <laughs> uh, Charlie, you're, you're, you're not quite getting the, the, the tone of this correct. I believe the appropriate thing is a kiss and a hug from his wife, Diane. Oh, my God. Almost <laughs> every oh. way. Ah. <laughs> Broyles grabs a few extra seconds of honey-hugging. The funeral was difficult. Honey-hugging? What? It's where you hug your honey. Oh, my God. <laughs> Honey hugging? <laughs> Was the person who wrote this a fucking virgin? I think so. That's three psychic damage to my brain. <laughs> you just roll a d4. I rolled a d6. Ooh. Oh, man. But yeah, bros is like, man, it's so nice to be here in my house, which is safe and secure with only just my family. What the fuck is David Robert Jones doing here? Why why is he currently playing with my son? This is so not okay. <laughs> but hey, at least their son is doing well in this version of the universe, right? Yeah. He's he's getting his medication delivered from David Robert Jones. Ah, maybe which, he's not a shapeshifter. Maybe Broyles is just a mole. <laughs> which does that imply that uh, our Olivia never solved the Candyman thing? Um, um yes or solved it in such a way that chris couldn't be saved in the same manner i'm assuming so or david robert jones just got all of the stuff from the candy man because david robert jones was alive and fucking around with shit behind the scenes still mm. and you know I mean... jones wanted to make sure that he personally delivered the remarkable drugs that have been repairing christopher's failing health you know avoiding the ultimate parental nightmare a dead child. Yay. Is, is that the ultimate parental nightmare? Is an evil yeah. child worse than a dead child? Yeah, because the evil child's still succeeding. <laughs> There's... You'd be like, yes, he destroyed Manhattan, but he discovered a way to do nuclear fission with a water bottle. You gotta look on the bright side. I'm glad you're not planning on having kids, Charlie. <laughs> listen, listen, David. An evil child can be redeemed. A dead child can't. There's redemption in death. Boromir showed that. <laughs> ah, the Lord of the Rings references. <laughs> Shame that Boromir died when it should have been his brother. Isn't that right, Walter? <laughs> <laughs> Now go eat a cherry tomato in the most disgusting fashion ever. <laughs> and a chicken. Just that's oh my god, <laughs> that scene. That scene is somehow worse than any body horror we've seen. <laughs> Anyways, um let's let's get David Robert Jones doing his best to let Broyles know that yep, he owns him. Uh <laughs> um 
the, you know, you're, you've been taking, you've been giving your son the drugs. Um, I, I own you at this point. Uh, the FBI is not going to be pleased with all the shit that you've done. So uh, good luck. You're, you're going to do whatever the fuck I tell you to. Um, and swap back over to a taxi cab where murder number two is about to occur. Um, or I guess mass murder number two is about to occur. Depends on how many people die. Two, I believe, in this case. Eh, it's not a mass murder. Okay. I think mass is like five or more, by definition. Huh. Okay. Well, in this case, it's only two, because our um, weird David Robert Jones side villain gets out of the cab, but leaves his, uh, leaves something, a laptop, I guess, uh, under the seat. Um, well, it's like a briefcase, is what it is. Yeah. And he like, puts in like a code or something on the front. Leaves it in, he gets out of the taxi, taxi picks up another wo- person, it's some, like, woman, uh, they're driving for a while, and then we get cuts to the, uh, Blooniverse, where the same woman's at a store, or the, sorry, not the same woman, the alternate universe companion to this woman, and she's shopping or something, and there are just cuts between them as the briefcase starts to make, like, a whining noise and get louder and louder, she's starting to be like, hey, what the fuck is that, what's going on, what's happening? And then they sink, and they both go fucking flying, and the taxi crashes. Taxi crashes, woman in the pet store, um, starts just spewing not good stuff, um, as she dies. Yeah, it's just some river water. She's just drowning uh, in the middle of a pet store. Uh, yep, yep, that, that, that brown water is definitely river water. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm reading from Fringepedia. You think it's shit water, Nick? What do you mean? They pull the cab out of a river in the other side. I know. The other side has not figured out proper sewage treatments. They just dump all their sewage in the river. They're unbelievably advanced medically, (laughs) and they need to be because of how much dysentery still exists in their universe. I mean, I'm sure that's... it, It might be like bloody river water. In the fact that she yeah. probably has internal bleeding. Oh, 100%. Yeah. I mean, when you die, uh, don't you also shit yourself? Yes. So it could but be I don't shit think... and blood. How is the shit getting into her stomach? Uh, I don't know. I'm just trying <laughs> yeah, to help it's... Nick out. <laughs> it's, we do it's get okay, two very but... nice scenes after this of Astrid <clears throat> reuniting with her um, alternate self and Agent giving her a self. gift. <laughs> yeah. And giving her a gift of, uh, of coffee, and gives her like yeah. a tin of Folgers coffee. This is very Can nice because you... you would think you would bribe everyone on that side. Like, hey, give me a science gun. I'll give you Nespresso. All right. Can can I can I just say though? Can you imagine that as a gift for someone of like getting them coffee? You, you get go them out like and a you get five them just a tin, can. like a, a, a just a tin of instant coffee, like. Well, so they don't have coffee in the universe, so I don't think they would have easily obtainable coffee grinders, so you probably want to at least buy something pre-ground, but there are still higher quality coffee, especially like in Boston. Like, come on. Yeah, no, you could go to any upscale coffee shop, get like five bags of decent pre-ground coffee for under $100, and you could sell it on that side for like thousands no, we already know that our Astrid hates the other universe Astrid from when she lied to her face oh, about yeah. her father. <laughs> she was like, oh, fuck, I gotta go talk to her. I know, I'll bring her some fucking coffee from the, conveni- from the 7-Eleven. 
we we do get um possibly the greatest piece of information about the red universe though they have pet badgers domesticated badgers yeah They've domesticated them which is amazing because <laughs> walter's at the are pet you, store are... and he's looking at a bag of food and it's badger food <laughs> are you are you sad that we don't have domesticated badgers on our side now like, incredibly sad are you kidding me i would love a like pet david badger. How, how quickly would you trade like uh, a, a, like a cat as a pet like it's like oh yeah no we we do not have domesticated cats in this universe but we do Ooh. have domesticated badgers no <laughs> i would want a cat and a badger <laughs> i don't i i feel like those would interact worse than cats and dogs not if it's a domesticated badger i guess i, I guess i'm not thinking about what a domesticated badger would entirely mean like domestication could mean like very different things the badgers could look completely different from how you're imagining like because dogs do That's not fair. look like wolves some dogs do but some dogs really don't yeah oh, do, do you think do you think that they made really really tall badgers i want to see the <laughs> fucking like english pug version of a badger oh get rid of that snoot? no <laughs> Just, the best part of a badger is the nose. What kind of <laughs> fucked up domestication have they done to these badgers? Yeah, no, this this one we got the tail all curry, we curly, we smushed the face. It's basically a pug, but it's a badger. <laughs> <laughs> or in this universe, cats are just called badgers, which is why we had the play dogs. Because oh. the guy never wrote a poem about jellical cats. <laughs> jellical badgers? <laughs> Are badgers jellical though? Uh, they would have a different term. They would probably be like uh, spoofical. Spoofical. <laughs> okay. Spoofical so badgers. Spoofical badgers. <laughs> you sure they wouldn't just be bofa badgers? <laughs> and then the the maybe villain of the play and the definite villain of the movie remake is McBadgety. McBadgety. That's so good. It's Lance Reddick, though. <laughs> McBadgety. Um, <laughs> Disappear. All right. Back, back, back to Fringe real quick. Um, let's, let, let's get the scene that... I'm really sad that this is, like, the only time this season that we've had this, where they are investigating a case on both sides, like, both sides of the, uh, like, both universes, uh, and having to communicate through the asteroids to do it. Um... As Walter and Folivia investigate the body on Red Universe's side, and Olivia and Peter um, investigate um, the body in the taxi um, on hey, in the Blue quick, Universe. Quick question: Why do you need the Astrids there? Why can't you just uh, hook up some sort of receiver to a transmitter? Kind of like ah, but why would you like do that? that when? Why would you do that when you could have Astrids? Fair. <laughs> <laughs> I would say because Jasker and Nicole need screen time. <laughs> yeah, but once again, just getting answer. absolutely shit on in the duties that she gets to do. <laughs> yeah. Anyhow, though, they find a, a briefcase in the taxi cab, uh, and Peter opens it up, and oh, look, it's amphilocyte. Ooh, it is David Ooh. Robert Jones behind this. Terrifying. And so they go back to Colonel Broyles, and they're like, hey. David Robert Jones is behind this. We have empirical proof. And he's like, hmm. Um Well shit. <laughs> yeah. This isn't this isn't great. Um is there a similar device at the at the plane crash? Um 
And they're like, ah, it's probably destroyed because, you know, the plane exploded when it hit the ground traveling at high speeds. And he's like, yes, just as I intended. Sorry, what was that? (laughs) (laughs) Nothing. Walter, what are you thinking? What is Jones up to? (laughs) But yeah, um, we do also get, um, at this point, we have Astrid saying that she ran the names and that um, no one came up with anything out of the ordinary. so they're they're at a dead end. Uh, Olivia's hundred and eight suspects meant nothing. I, good luck. Because <laughs> there's one she never considered. Ba 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 ba. Burner. Burner. Yes, the rest of this episode is just gonna be us making noises. <laughs> it's just oh, us dude. scatting. <laughs> um, but we do also get um. Colonel Broyles and um, Walter sort of having a little bit of a discussion on their own, uh, which basically I, I would suggest I would say strengthens um, Broyles' convictions to what he's currently done because he's like, "Hey, uh, what you did with Peter? Uh, if you had to do that all over again, would you?" And Walter's like, "Ah, you know, if you'd asked that before I met my adult son, probably not, because you know he died. But now that the I've way, met him, fuck the, yeah." The way he phrased that as well is i got to meet and know my adult son it's like hey my son lived to adulthood yours probably won't unless you be a traitor <laughs> the only thing that matters is your well, kid hitting 18 well just, also just 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 the fact just the fact that walter's like yeah you know because it failed probably wouldn't do it again but hey look it worked for someone else so sure i'd do it again <laughs> If it worked, fuck yeah. But if it didn't, no, I wouldn't do that. Listen, it's only worth it if it works. (laughs) Listen, I definitely wouldn't do insider trading if I knew I'd get caught. But when it worked, hell yeah, I'd do it. (laughs) Listen, I only speed when I'm not caught. If I'm gonna get caught, why would I speed? (laughs) Then Walter just evolves into telling him random crash statistics in cars. Fortunately, we skip away before we get all of that. Uh, yep, thank God. To, uh, to I guess later when Broyles is fucking fuming about having to hear about crash statistics and has to go and meet with Jones outside and has to walk there because now Walter's scared him. Uh, <laughs> uh, and we learn um, what the third target is going to be for whatever this uni- universe string theory fuckery is. And it's the machine. Um, Gasp. And Colonel Broyles is going to have to do it himself. This is what you get if you want your son to survive. Now go back and see your son. You can do this tomorrow. (laughs) Um, So Broyles does. He goes home and we have a nice scene with his son so that Broyles can still believe that he's doing this for a good reason. Yep, (laughs) I guess. There's a good cause behind all of this. His son's talking about how happy he is to be alive and how great his life is at the moment. How great his life is now that people like him and, you know, he's he's, he's a normal kid now. Like, Uh, I'm so healthy, they chose me first for a sports team. And a girl likes me because I'm healthy and alive. Man, I would hate to not be healthy and alive anymore. <laughs> Be a real shame, Dad, if all these treatments suddenly dried up. Uh, Anyways, time to go continue being happy and alive. <laughs> remember, I'll hate you even in death. <laughs> it's just uh, so on the nose every fucking interaction in this episode. Also, so so I'm I'm curious about how this started 
if David Robert Jones, like, mailed these treatments or something beforehand so that Broyles, like, knew that they worked before he did anything for him, or, like, how all of this went, because Broyles works for, like, the science department. I'm assuming he could report, hey, I got this, it works, I got two of them, can you synthesize this? <laughs> I, I'm guessing he's tried that, and Jones has done something that makes it hard or nigh impossible to recreate it I without guess. knowing. I guess. Or Jones has just put something in it that will also kill the boy if he doesn't get more of it. Like, why wouldn't you <sighs> just poison the boy and, like, again with a different poison? And the treatments God also damn. cure those po- that poison. But the second you stop doing it, he's going to die from both or one. Like... No, nah, there's, actu- there's actually just a fuck ton of heroin in that and well, as well. <laughs> this poor kid has happen. developed an insane heroin addiction. <laughs> he thinks he's pop- popular, but really he's just chilled the fuck out on heroin all day. <laughs> has all no the idea what's going, going on. All the other kids going, I think he's on heroin. Do you think he'll share? <laughs> He's the coolest kid in school. Why? He's on heroin. <laughs> Remember, kids, heroin's cool. Uh, no. No. <laughs> I refuse. Not even as a joke. If you're Remember, a Kyle, also, if you do drugs, you go to hell before you die. There before you go. Before you die? <laughs> before you die. Have you Wait, seen that Listen, you Mario, Mario has told us if you do drugs, you go to hell before you die. <laughs> this is an important die? thing that Mario has taught me. <laughs> what? It's like fucking Philadelphia TV. And it's a greasy Mario. Being Dude, like, remember that... kids, if you do drugs, you go to hell before you die. Dude, that show is on Amazon Prime, and it's a fucking treasure, is all I'm gonna say. It's, it is awful and amazing. <laughs> go, go watch the, like, 1980s Super Mario Brothers Super Show. It is a treasure. <laughs> Do not expect it to be good, though. Uh, How many seasons of this that show have? <laughs> uh, I think only two. Um, but it's got, like, 40 fucking episodes. It's great. That's uh, too many. <laughs> But it's just, it's my favorite quote of all time. It's just, they, the video blasted up too, so it's like only in one ear. And it's just like, you go to hell before you die. Um, there's, uh, also just the outro for that TV show is amazing because it's, it's, it's that Mario plus a Luigi that you can imagine also does not look super great. <laughs> just going, okay, everyone, do the Mario. <laughs> and then, <laughs> It's like swing your arms from side to side. Anyways, it's terrible and amazing. Kids uh, TV was is weird, man. man. <laughs> Anyways, it's, yes, fringe guys. It's been an hour. We gotta get through this. Uh, yes, it's gonna be such a long um, episode. <laughs> anyways, uh, for Olivia, she's she's drunk. Um, she can't figure out what the fuck to do. Um, fortunately, Walter continues to, you know, always be up in the middle of the night, uh, and goes and, you know, they have a bit of a, like, candid discussion of, like, you know, what are you gonna do next? And we learn Sherlock Holmes doesn't exist in this universe. You gotta love the little lore dumps like this. Um, and it's time to start. Listen. Sorry. 
finding out that Sherlock Holmes doesn't exist in the Red Universe wants me to go back and watch every goddamn episode with the Red Universe to see if anyone ever makes a Sherlock Holmes reference. But also, that doesn't make sense. It's just, again, because... What about this universe? Because, like, how did Sherlock Holmes not exist when all the changes we've seen stem from specifically Walter and Peter? I... I, I listen. I don't know, and it infuriates me. <laughs> um, but hey, it's time to start suspecting the unexpected. What if it's Colonel Broyles? And Felicity's like, no nah, way, couldn't be him. That's impossible. They would, ne- Walter's Broyles like, eh. would never. <laughs> Walter's like, eh, you're right. You know him way better than me. Felicity's like, well, shit. All right, time time to go and do do a uh, do a sneaky well, thing with Nina. <laughs> well also because when Olivia's describing who it could possibly be, she's like, well, it'd have to be a very intelligent person. They'd have to have extremely high like authority and access and blah blah Man. blah blah blah. No, it couldn't be Broyles. But wait. Man, it's it's crazy that, you know, like we have an a fringe agent who has access to all of these things, is incredibly smart, sort of acts like a computer at all times, and has already broken the rules and shown a disregard. Uh, like, why have we not looked at Agent Farnsworth at all through this entire fucking thing? It's because they don't think of them as people. <laughs> I... <laughs> Listen, your computer malfunctions, you fix it. You don't worry about it till it malfunctions again. Uh... How do you reboot Astrid? firm knock to the Set. back of the head <laughs> oh no percussive maintenance <laughs> anyways let's go to let's go to nina where let's go, let's the go astrid's to nina acting where... up again take the rubber mallet no no she, she better stop acting s- up or she's gonna get to know the back of my hand <laughs> she seems to get slower after jesus each reboot, christ david <laughs> All right, fucking Nina, Nina and, Oli- and Olivia. The computer built discussion. That Nina, Nina pulls the thing. Respect. Nina, Nina pulls or uh, Olivia pulls the whole thing of like, haha, we've caught who the mole is. It's Colonel Broyles, and Nina's like, well, damn, I guess you got him, but it's okay because I'm still gonna get out of here, I guess. Um, he's just a pawn, and Olivia's like, well, all right, cool, later. Um. Cool. All right, we know who it is. It's Colonel Broyles. Let's let's go get him. Uh, unfortunately, he hasn't shown up for work this morning. Also, his tracker got taken out um, of yes. his body. Did he take it, really it out? Did, like... did he, I think he just turned it off. I thought probably just deactivated it. It, it kind of seems like a bad idea to let the agents know where their subcutaneous tracker is hidden. I mean, I think it becomes a part of just like, hey, we have these trackers when you're on duty, so turn it on. Like, I think they're supposed to be the equivalent of like body cams. Because I don't. But they think... don't. Tur- they don't turn them off at work while they're committing illegal felons, so they're not body cam. <laughs> uh, um, but hey, we see Colonel Broyles. He is at, um, or he's about to go over to Liberty Island uh, and has the spooky like hard drive with some antennas sticking out of it. Makes yeah, his he... way, um, makes his way in, gets through completely fine. Nothing nervous at all. Isn't worried at all that he's going to have issues here getting to the bridge. Uh, and gets through. Um, fortunately, Fringe Division is onto the case at this point. They know where he is, and they're able to get to Liberty Island in like ten minutes. Uh, wow, I know it's great. <laughs> I do love how he stands there in front of the machine, 
with this device and no one comes up and is like, hey, uh, hey. what you got there? Hey, to be, to is that a fair, bomb? Do you have a bomb? <laughs> to, be, to be fair, that's because then fucking like Arb Royals comes out and is like, yeah, I got your message. Hello. <laughs> I really thought that it was going to be a device that just turns on and kills both broils at this point. <laughs> Joel's I like, just, I knew you would contact yourself. Like the episode 18 plot twist, just both <laughs> broils die. <laughs> that would lead into the perfect episode 19, where we go into the dream state of the combined broils. As... Hon- Listen, honestly, that's what I thought was going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's... Colonel, a little shocked that isn't what happened. <laughs> Colonel Broyles kind of just surrenders and is like, hey, sorry, I tried to ruin the universes and shit. Take me into custody. I, I apologize. I swear I was doing it for my son. Look look at what look at what Walter did for his son. He he fucked over my entire universe just so he could see his son. I, I didn't even kill the universes. I just had something that could. <laughs> <laughs> I decided not to. <laughs> I do like to, uh, Walter is heading back to his universe and he's there with Folivia. And him and Folivia actually have like a friendship. Like well, after... we saw the start of this the last time that the two met. Um, and it's kind of continuing to grow here. Yeah. Where she's like super outgoing and like actually thinks Walter is super sweet and nice. And he's like, okay, fine. We can be best. We can be besties, I guess. And he also leaves some parting advices like, Go easy on Colonel Broyles. He was doing it to save his kid. I kind of know what he was thinking. Like, it's not on. But also, lock lock that motherfucker up. Get get yeah. him out of here. Uh... You betrayed our country. You disgust me. <laughs> and he, uh, yeah, he gets put into a cell, and they walk him right past, uh, right past Nina. Nina. And Nina's like, ah, shit. I guess, well, uh, I guess I'm not getting out of here they... anytime soon. Uh oh. Um. And we get our final scene here where, um, you know, it's it's like Twilight or something. Um, I, I, I have a feeling that this lighting is very, very important for, you know, what we're sort of trying to get at for the season. Uh, as Walter has figured out more about what the device does and has to, you know, like, urgently get Peter and Olivia to come into the lab. So that he can be like, yeah, no, this device, it, um, if you place it on that thing, uh, on the... On the bridge, it uh can just fold both the universes in on themselves and just kill them. Um, be which, not good. <laughs> which is a hell of a plan from David Robert Jones. Like, what is his motivation at this point? Hey man, he's gonna miss matcha green tea. He doesn't care about the rest of the shit. He's gonna miss that though. That's that's it. Um, <laughs> David, at this point, what do you think David Robert Jones's plan is? I'm really curious. What what do you think his plan is here? Do you think his plan I... is just demolish both universes? I think David Robert Jones believes that by destroying both universes, he can somehow bring back or get into contact with William Bell. And that's what his objective is. Because that was always his major plan when he was alive before, was his entire plan was to try and like talk to Bell or reach Bell. And his entire character so far has been about wanting um, not even approval, just like recognition from Bell. And we haven't had much of William Bell yet this season, so it kind of makes sense to me if that is revealed to be his main motivation and bringing back Bell, because William Bell is so important to the mythology of, and because the Fringe writers are getting lazy. So I think that's the <laughs> easiest thing for them to fucking do. 
Hey, well, we'll see if that comes true. Um, that or he's episode? seen, he's found out the observers are a race of white bald men and they're apparently <laughs> the true extension of humanity. And he's like, fuck that. The universe should die. He's in just case... as upset with the origins of the observers as you are. <laughs> in which case, I am down for this. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, that's the end of uh, that's the end of this episode. Uh, this was eighteen, so we get we get an episode nineteen next next time, which will be yeah. uh, ooh, David, you you worried? You concerned? What do you what are you feeling about this potential episode nineteen? Um, excited? it's going to be absolutely ludicrous, and I'm just unfortunate that it won't be in Broyles' mind. <laughs> <laughs> do I think William Bell comes back next episode? I think we get a William Bell reference next episode. You, 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 you think we're getting a William Bell reference next episode? Because William Bell has been pretty crucial to every episode nineteen so far. So that's fair, actually. Um, yeah. Like he's been a major plot point, or been like very important, or at least like referenced. He's been referenced, yeah. yeah. So huh. definitely think he'll be brought up in this one. Maybe Olivia turns into Bell again somehow. <laughs> that like, would be one hell of a thing. Oh my god, our memories merged, and I brought William Bell as well. Oh, yay! <laughs> uh, anyhow. Um, our observer is behind the is on the stairs behind Jones when Broyles uh, meets him to take the device for Liberty Island, and the glyphs spell out Simon. But what does he say? It's gonna be something fucking stupid. (laughs) Simon says subscribe. Simon says die. (gasps) (laughs) How will we beat this episode of Squid Game? Oh, don't get me started um, with the f- game. Still have not seen Squid Game. I'm never going to uh, see Squid Game. <laughs> yeah. Like with anything that gets too mainstream, fuck that nonsense. Um, David, how the... would you survive Squid Game? I wouldn't. I would lie down and die. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't lie down and accept death. <laughs> the um the the next episode clue for this this episode is um if if we remember back to the the previous episode um where Lincoln fucking dies um right you know if we if we look <laughs> the at funeral the... is a reference to the fact Lincoln dies <laughs> nah, nah I'm I'm gonna go I'm gonna go slightly more bullshit than that um if we if we take a look at the um sniper. Right before he uh, shoots Lincoln, he flickers slightly, uh, referencing the the flickering and bullshit that we see in this this episode. Um, is that a complete lie? Yes. Is there a next episode clue that I found? No. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Nonsense. Well, we only get three more uh, regular plot episodes, so before before the season uh, season five. Ugh. I can't believe. We're this close. We're so close, David. I, We're so close. And my my like of fringe has gone so low. <laughs> David, David, would you say that we're worlds apart from A Brave New World Part 1 and 2? Are those the next episode titles? <laughs> uh, no, the episode 19 is Letters of Transit, and Ooh. then Worlds Apart and Brave New World Part 1 and Brave New World. All right, so the universes are going to merge then. That's what's going to happen. My, my fucking call out is going to happen. I, I'm looking forward to it. Hey, where's Peter's kid? <laughs> All right, don't worry listen. About it. <laughs> don't, don't worry about it. <laughs>
Don't you don't worry cocky about this child. Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, you can't be right all of the time. Uh, did we uh, do... episode rating? Yes, episode ratings. Um, even though my like of Fringe has gone downhill, I honestly think this was a much better episode than the last couple. Um, mostly because they strayed away from all the fucking relationship bullshit. <laughs> and it was just a solid, like, hey, fringe event. Let's solve it. Okay. <laughs> Joshua Jackson really isn't in this episode. Yeah, he's, like, barely in it. He b- does some stuff. Um, but uh, even with how much Lincoln we get as well. Like, even Lincoln's not in this episode that much. It's really just them solving the fringe case, I thought. Yeah, it's, it's broils yeah. heavy. Yeah. Yes. Um, I'm gonna give this episode, I think, just a solid four. Honestly, I really like where it went. It finally resolved the bros as a traitor thing, and also yeah. shows that he isn't a shapeshifter, even though I thought he was. It's just, hey, his kid's getting better, or his kid's being held hostage, sort of. So makes sense for his character yeah. and everything we've seen before, because that is also the reason why he ended up helping Olivia in the original timeline, right? Yeah, um, because yeah. she helped his kid. Damn. No, I'll agree. With I, Oh, sorry. I, I thought I was going to have a hot take when I said a four. Um, I, I thought you guys were going to be like, nah, this was like a three at best. Um, but yeah, no, no, I really like this. I, as I was like saying throughout this episode, I wish that they'd done the collaboration between universes on a, like on a fringe case more like we saw in this episode. I understand it's difficult filming wise and everything, but it was really nice and sort of a breath of fresh air from what the past couple episodes have been. Well, that's yeah, what I'm saying. The past couple fun. episodes have all been dealing with just character relationship bullshit, which is not what the fun part of Fringe is. <laughs> like, yep. no. that has always been secondary to the enjoyment of Fringe. Like, it's a bit, it was very nice in season one and two to get that, like, progression, to get all that character stuff, because it fleshes them out and makes the world seem more real and more interesting, but not as the mm-hmm. main focus, because that's not what Fringe does well. <laughs> like, Yep. Uh, and Charlie, you you're also going with the forum, assuming. Yeah, no, it was a super fun episode. It, yeah. like it, the investigation on both sides. I kind of wish there was more where it's maybe an event happens on blue side and they have to get clues from red side and then vice versa. So it's a little bit more interaction. But what we got was fun. And mm-hmm. Walter and Folivia is actually like my favorite friendship on the show right now. It's just a solid friendship, and there's no awkward yeah. sexual tension happening. Yay! Uh, they just eat eggs in kimonos. Yay! <laughs> please, just platonic relationships. Please. Please, television. French has also done a decent job when they have platonic relationships, but God, the ones that aren't, they have, it's been messy as fuck. Uh, oh. uh. But yeah, uh, I think that brings us uh, to the end of this episode. Uh, if you made it to, this en- to the end of this episode listening, thank you very much. Uh, if you enjoyed it, please feel free to give us a like or comment on uh, whatever podcatching service uh, it is that you're using. Uh, be that Spotify, Google Play, Apple Music, does it Apple Podcast, I don't know what the Apple thing is. Um, Pandora, iHeartRadio, um, all the fun ones. Also our home on Podbean. Thanks, Podbean. Um, if you really enjoyed this or if you have some like questions or things you want to talk about us with, um, then feel free to, uh, send us a tweet, uh, at Forsaf, F-O-U-R-S-A-A-F. Or if you've got a longer sort of question or thing that you want to be asking, feel free to send us an email at, uh, at our, uh, email address, forsaf at gmail.com, spelt the same way as our Twitter handle. Uh, thank you very much for listening and see you next week. Outro.
The theme music for Four Seasons and a Funeral is Algorithms by Chad Crouch and is licensed under a attribution non-commercial 3.0 Creative Commons license.